If you're interested in small business, you're going to want to subscribe to the Small Business Showcase by Kaizentree. We meet with small business owners every week to discuss lessons that you can apply in your own journey. Learn from their failures, successes, and stories to discover how to build a life doing what you love. For those of you who already have a small business, be sure to check out kaizentree.com, an online platform that helps manage your inventory, sales channels, customer relationships, and more. Welcome back to the Kaizen Tree Podcast. Today we have with us our guest Katarina from Bflex Linden. Katarina, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, on the podcast. Um, Katarina, to get started, could you tell us a little bit about your company, please? Oh, sure. Uh, so Bflex Linden is a hundred percent. Uh, linen goods, home goods company. We're an e-commerce store. We have a couple uh, shops uh, here in in the U.S. that carry our products. But yeah, we're focused on the natural natural fabrics because you shouldn't be using any other types of fabrics, to be honest. And uh, we're focused on uh, linen bedding in particular, just because I believe linen, uh, you can use the most of the linen benefits uh, while you're sleeping rather than even wearing it or you know using using it in household what what are the linen benefits Ooh, how much time do we have <laughs> <laughs> so uh first of all like linen is a natural a natural fabric so um it is breathable just like cotton and any other natural natural fabric uh, that you're going to put your hands on uh however linen by its nature has some special properties. It's a thermoregulating fabric. So it's best uh, in a hot climate. Uh, it's gonna keep you uh, cool and fresh. In a cold climate, it's actually gonna keep you keep you warm. So it's kind of working, working with your body um, and regulating temperature this way. Mm-hmm. The biggest difference of linen um, in comparison to cotton is that First of all, linen is stronger than cotton. It comes from the stem of the plant where the cotton is little cloud cloud cotton balls that are later on weaved into a fabric. But then um, linen absorbs moisture uh, and dries out much faster than cotton. Cotton actually doesn't dry out fast at all. So uh, sleeping in linen uh, lets you sleep uninterrupted throughout the night uh, without tossing and turning, without waking up in your own pool of sweat, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, linen linen texture also gives you a micro massage while you sleep. So it uh, helps you. It increases the blood circulation and helps you relieve fatigue. And that's just a short list. <laughs> I see. Um, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty specific market to go into. Linen bed sheets. What what drew you to this kind of um, industry? Well, honestly, it started uh, from solving a personal personal pain, a personal issue. Uh, I started uh, seeing a man who later became my husband, and he was uh, he was a hot sleeper, and apparently. Yeah. You know, I I never I never even knew that that's that's an issue. However, 
little bird told me that pretty much every every woman at certain period of their of their age experience those hot flashes while going through the menopause. So you know the future is ahead of me in that sense. I'll get to I'll get to experience what what it truly is a hot sleeper is. But yeah, so he was a hot sleeper, and I just wanted to try to resolve that for him, and we tried various things. And after vast research, I just uh, found out that, you know, linen, uh, linen can solve those issues. And then it's the matter of the proper sourcing, uh, finding uh, finding the, the proper factory where linen is produced without any chemicals and in the most sustainable ways. Um so yeah, that's like I was just drawn to linen uh, once I learned about how fabulous this this fabric is, and uh, it also has it's the only fabric that has five thousand years of reviews. If we're thinking about ancient Egypt and Cleopatra, Cleopatra that uh, that were heavily using linen back in the day. Did you did you have any any background before going into um into the business? Do you have did you study, for example, uh uh? Oh uh, uh, well, you know, I stars? worked uh, I worked I worked in corporate culture. I graduated with economics and marketing degrees, okay. so okay. I had kind of kind of like a base uh, for that. I always wanted uh, to do my my own thing, like since I was since I was a teenager, and the question was always. What is that that you're going to be doing? And of course, you know, all the knowledge that I got back in the school got pretty much um, outdated the moment I left. <laughs> I left school. And, you know, having an idea of being a business owner, that was great. But at the same time, running a business in reality showed a lot of a lot of holes in my knowledge so to speak but you know experience experience is priceless <laughs> um talking about experience uh there's one experience that i want to talk in particular about is the pandemic uh how did the covid pandemic affect you so of course it was a it, it was a change like for everybody else uh, however, uh, we did see some seasonal seasonal growth uh, during the pandemic, just because our product is fitting what people were doing the most: um, staying staying at home, getting all those extra extra naps that they couldn't in their uh, regular workforce. Um, so yeah, so in terms of in terms of operating, uh, in terms of sales. Uh, that was great. However, I I have to be honest. Uh, since people were actively looking for uh, home products, bedding products in particular, I did get a couple of customers that time that were uh, drawn to buy linen, but they didn't understand that the linen can be like of different quality, and uh, they were not quite happy because they were looking for their like soft microfiber fiber stuff to get them comfortable to which uh absolutely everybody makes their own choice however i can not recommend to sleep on microfiber bed sheets just because it's it's pure synthetic and as sleep is such an important part of our well-being 
this is, in my opinion, this is the easiest place where you can make changes and improvements to mm-hmm. better your life, uh, better your life in general. So going back to, to COVID, like in terms of sales, it was, uh, it was a great year, but in terms of delivering the product, uh, getting the product in, that's, you know, that was, there were all the conjunctions in the, in the ports and that affected everyone. Um, so we were one of those businesses that got heavily, heavily affected by that. When I started this podcast out and I was thinking about the questions, I thought I'm going to ask about the pandemic because I'm pretty sure that everyone is going to say it was a problem. Here's what the problem was and here's how I tried to overcome it. But interestingly Uh enough, every time I ask this question, people tell me, oh, no, actually, uh, the pandemic helped me sell because people were staying more at home. So I I imagine this question and thinking I would get one answer. And uh, um, every time I'm getting another answer, <laughs> every time I get another answer. That's interesting. Well, maybe it's uh, it's because it's uh, e-commerce, uh, e-commerce businesses. I'm sure a lot of uh, mom and pop shops experienced, uh, experienced much heavier impact just because people could not come in there. People could not go to your barber shop to get, to get a haircut because it was not allowed. Uh, but to me... What was interesting is probably the the understanding of uh, of the fact how how all the logistic processes in the world are like that's such a such a huge mas- machine and mm-hmm. so COVID started twenty twenty up until summer of twenty twenty two we were still experiencing logistics delays. Yeah. On like massive on the massive amounts to what on on the year of twenty two I was already screaming and kicking to my logistics partner saying like guys it's been two years already you got to figure out your stuff but apparently they were in the same boat yeah logistics is definitely something that everyone got um every, I re- I remember talking to people they had ordered a sofa or they had ordered a fridge like very. Uh, simple let's say basic household appliances and they would receive every month an email saying oh actually we're going to deliver it next month and then the next month it would be oh actually it'll be next month so definitely this whole question of inventory um it definitely comes back all the time and so i was wondering did you like is inventory a big pain for you it's not easy let me let me put it put it that way and i'm not running a a fashion store with thousands thousands of SKUs in in sizes and and models right if you if we simplify it it's two uh, basic uh, sizes king and queen and we have about 10 colors so my my uh, SKUs are not in 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 thousands not even in hundreds However, keeping up the inventory is is a is a task. Let me put it that way. And um, I just wish there there are easier easier solutions. As of now, we have to um, uh, we have to create our own apps, develop our own apps that are able to to track everything. But at mm. the same time, it's still it's still not not ideal um but yeah it's uh, again with the with the pandemic it was 
it was insanely crazy difficult to, to manage the inventory because the demand was there and I didn't have the product. And then the whole product arrived, but the demand uh, seasonally went away. So it's, it's intimidating. And um, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll tell you even more. There are some, uh, some AI programs that were installed uh, to track our inventory to see like if they can, project better and they still were not not giving us a realistic realistic picture why because the delivery again was so unexpected that that kind of like screwed the whole the whole formulas but you know we're still here we're we're keep on growing we're making you new products we're looking at alternative ways to bring the product uh, the product in and um is there with everything that keeps on going and all the ups and downs is there something that you do particular personally or to your business that makes you relax do you have like a little ritual or you're like oh oh my goodness i have a lot of rituals i i recently started rewiring my brain just because as as any other business small business owner you burn out, you wear way too many hats and you burn, burn out. And a lot of us, it's, it's one thing if, if you, uh, if you live solo and, uh, let's say you, you haven't found your partner or you're not looking for one and, and your dog is your best partner. Like this, these little guys also need, need your attention, need your presence. But what if you have little guys as human beings and you have a partner you made those human beings with? Like that's, that starts to become, uh, challenging to, to manage everything. So speaking about, uh, uh, rituals, um, I mentioned, I mentioned sleep. Um, certainly certainly the rituals before before the sleep are are the important ones but i also think that the way you start the day is nonetheless nonetheless important and i think there're just about like three three things in life that you can do to to maintain your well-being not only physical but mental just because again i'm a believer that if your if your mental state is not in a in a great place despite of how well your body looks and feels like uh, it's going to be extremely hard for you to to keep moving in and achieving uh achieving your goals so uh three things is uh your diet your your physiology your exercises and your sleep so that's like the, the simplest way and then however you want to put your routines before uh, around those three things, I think is the uh, is the key to success. If you eat well, all the processes uh, work well. And I'm not saying like forget about fast food and pizza. Like you know, just make sure you you balance it out with something something else later later on. If you start your day, uh, look, it's hard to start a day full of energy. I don't know a person who starts a day full of energy. I had to change my time schedule to to meet all my needs and uh, wake up earlier than than before and it's still it's still a hard hard thing for me but again I put myself in a routine of um, let's say prepping my gym bag uh, in the evening and the first thing in the morning I just I just grab the bag and I go to the gym and I do some 
you know, I do the moments of gratitude. I do the moments of visualization of what I want from this day, from this week, from this month, from this year, and kind of recharge myself with the positive uh, positive moods and then uh, complete it with the, with the exercise. And that allows me to eventually start my day uh, on energetic note. And then again, of course, uh, finishing the day with a proper sleep routine is is very important and um uh it's some some scented candles or essential oils it's a de- deemed lights it's more let's say food for thought for your mind uh such as like reading uh preferably not on the screen um yeah and just just chilling yourself out to sleep <laughs> I do have I do have some some uh, relaxing music that that gets me there and shuts off in about uh, in about twenty minutes and all the all the reports tell me that I'm asleep after eight, which is you know I think it's fabulous. I, that, that's that's funny that you mentioned relaxing music because I I I don't sleep a lot. I don't need to sleep a lot, and I don't like to. I sleep the minimum amount that I've been told is healthy to sleep. But I wouldn't sleep more Which because is... I, 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 sleep, I sleep around six, six hours. The thing is, first of all, I try, I, I, I try to stay very um, strict on, the, on, the, on my timetable. So it's not that I'm going to go to sleep at 1, 1 a.m. Uh, one day and, and, go to, uh, and, and then go to bed at 2 a.m. and then the next day at 11 p.m. I, 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 at midnight... Uh, and when I was in university, Marcos, uh, my my co-founder, was in university with me, and he was my roommate for uh, for a year, and he knows this very well. At midnight, lights off. I have like that's that's when that's when I I, I get to see, and then usually around six six a.m. Say it used to be six a.m. and now I'm trying to get until seven a.m. Uh, to get to get that sleep. But so between six a.m. and seven a.m. I I I wake up. And then once I'm awake, shower and 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 we start we start the day. But it's funny that you were mentioning music because so I have I I'm trying to have this moment in the day where I spend maybe ten minutes uh, relaxing, let's meditating. say meditating mm-hmm. exactly. And what I really like to do is you put a so I have a tatami. Uh, you put a tatami on the floor, like you know, those yoga mats. Basically, you put a yoga mat on the floor get a towel you um fold it over put it behind your your neck so that you can get that neck uh-huh. curvature and then i just uh, I, I listen to uh, vivaldi uh <laughs> stuff like this i love whole, this whole whole room like a uh, pitch pitch black room and i try to stay there and and it's actually really relaxing and i do this like maybe 10 minutes uh but after 10 minutes i'm like okay that's it let's have to do something else that's interesting that you do. See, I'm I'm having troubles with uh, finding those moments during during the day. That's why I kind of like force them to the morning and to the evening. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna try with uh, with laying down. Maybe maybe that's the trick because I was trying sitting before, sitting on the chair, sitting on the on the floor, or like you keep your posture. But it's just I don't know. During the day, it's just so noisy in a sense like not not around you but inside your head like 
thoughts and that's that that I find the hardest to to come but then again um there is nothing that we cannot do right it's the matter of setting setting the goal understanding why you want to reach that goal and then just get it into practice and you know everybody knows that the difference between a and b is that one a is doing that and b is not taking the action <laughs> Uh, definitely. And you know what, I'll send you, uh, I'll send you the music I listen to because, uh, there's this, it's this, I don't know if we can consider him a singer. He's a opera, a opera singer. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's, his name, he's French. His name is Philippe Jarouski. His voice is the purest sound you'll ever, you'll ever hear. It's. Please it's, share. I've never, I never heard about him. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you, uh, it's, um, Cum de Derit. I'll send you um please anyways getting back to uh getting back to your uh to the linen business um well we are talking about linen business we're talking about the sleep and that's that's ultimately what uh what i deliver and uh i i hope that that meets uh meets the expectations the only problem with the sleeping on my my uh great quality linen is that uh, it's really hard to sleep in a five-star hotel afterwards because <laughs> five-star hotel sheets do not cut it after you're sleeping on a high-quality linen. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so you've been, you've been mentioning um, a lot of times uh, the quality of your linen, right? And I was, it makes me wonder, um, for someone that would like to start in this business or any textile business, how do you source your product making sure that the quality is going to be what you want the short answer is due diligence as like in in anything that that you initiate you need to do your due diligence uh in in understanding where the fabric is coming from right and how how is it treated how is it how is it made um however i like the long question, the, the long answer to the question is going to be, I think it matters what do you personally stand behind and what do you want your brand, your company to stand behind. Uh, There's so many different ways I could have uh, done this business. And uh, let's say if, if profits was, was number one goal, I probably would have made my linen in Portugal, a European country with... Uh, high higher wa- wages. Uh, it's import, right? I'd probably, I'd probably go to some uh, textile factory in China or in India or in Pakistan where labor is so much. It's so much cheaper. I was starting this business because my goal was to deliver a better sleep to as many American families as I can. Uh, at the same time, I didn't want to to break their bank. Sustainability was an important factor for me. Uh, I think it's it's a crime, to be honest, to start a business in 21st century and not think about the footprint it leaves behind. So those 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 two factors were were the most important one for me. Cutting corners. I I don't think cutting corners is is the approach uh, of success in the long run and that's why it requires uh your due diligence to verify where you're 
where are you gonna uh, get the uh, fabric from right Wh who's gonna who's gonna make it for you like sew it into into products how are you gonna deliver it here and then of course uh, the whole customer journey here uh, once once the product is is in states like how do we send it to them do we send it in plastic bags and and add to the uh, uh, add to the environment, or we find alternative solutions. Maybe we can ship in uh, carton boxes, but if we put some, um, let's say, some printing jobs, some stickers on it, those boxes are not going to be recyclable. So again, uh, the short answer to your question on how one starts a textile business, you do your due diligence and you figure out what you want to stand behind. If, if you're going for the maximum profits, great. Uh, find the cheapest, uh, find the cheapest vendor, and figure out how you can get that product uh, to your end uh, customer. At last, if you want to add more uh, to your goal rather than running a business, then you obviously need to do extra steps. Okay, but so to go a bit further and even more technical, perhaps um, in this. So you 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 want the best quality. Um, you have the you want the best quality. Imagine I'm starting in, and I want the best quality. So I'm looking into uh to, into Portugal. Um, okay. How can I make sure, or how can I try to make sure as much as possible that the person that I'm going to order the linen from is actually sending me the linen with the quality that he is promoting? Um, are there things? Are there are there um certifications perhaps to look? Right, right. So if you're if you're an end user, uh, you can adhere to the uh, to to the labels. And mm. I mean, again, if we if we go to the to the section where people are uh, dishonest and put uh, you know false information on their product, like we're not even going there, right? For the so for the end user, it's the certifications on the uh, and labels that the product that the product has. For you as a as a uh, entrepreneur, uh, I think the best way is a, is a personal visit to the factory. But then again, you need to know how they're run. So a step before that, you need to educate yourself on those certifications, what those certifications uh, stand for. So I did not start working uh, working with Portugal. I uh, was working with another uh, factory in Eastern European. Uh, region and there were some there were some difficulties even though they had they had that same certification as uh, my current factory has let me put it that way the more the more time and effort you're gonna put in your pre-work the more time you're gonna save and money you're gonna save for yourself in the long run I see so to, to finish this off to finish this conversation off I have one more question uh, what's the next big move? to open uh, open a factory here in states to you know to give jobs and to it's going to be a, a textile factory uh, mm -hmm. that's still going to work with the natural fabrics and able to produce quality uh, quality simple clothing for all okay. for all Americans that last that are sustainable and that you don't have to to change uh, as often as non-sustainable ones. Okay, well, well, congratulations on this goal. That's a big goal. It's a big one. It's it's a work in process. But first, uh, small small milestones. Uh, well, Katarina, 
thank you very much for uh, having come on this podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Showcase. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss out on the next one. The discussion continues online. Head over to kaizentree.com articles to share your thoughts on today's show and to read some of our articles which cover useful topics, such as what to do about Apple's new iOS update. For more from Kaizentree, follow our Instagram at kaizentree or visit our website www.kaizentree.com. That's www.kaizentree.com. Www.kaizentree.com.